Hello folks and welcome to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. My name is Graham Stevens and I really hope that I can bring a smile to your face. Why do only fools and old work Hello there and welcome back. This week we take a trip to see how the brave men of our services are getting on. First of all, down in Warmington-on-Sea, with an episode of Dad's Army, titled Fallen Idol. We present Arthur Lowe, John LeMessurier and Clive Dunn in Dad's Army. Fallen Idol, featuring John Laurie, Arnold Ridley and Ian Lavender, with this week's guests, Geoffrey Lumsden, Jack Watson and Michael Brennan. <laughs> Here is the news, and this is John Snag reading it. As the war drags on into its second year, and the Home Guard comes to play an increasingly vital role in the defence of our homeland, it is essential that they are kept up to date with the latest developments in the field of armaments. With this in mind, the Warmington-on-Sea platoon are on their way to a weapon training camp where the commanding officer and his sergeant major await their arrival. Is this the tent for the Warmington-on-Sea platoon, sergeant major? Yes, sir. They're a bit late getting here, aren't they? Oh, I understand they're coming by their own transport, sir. Yes, they're very ingenious, these home guard. Oh, yes, sir, and very keen as well. Yes, a bit too keen, if you ask me. They're all right, sir. Well, it's this damn stammer I've developed. I mean, I've been running the school of explosives now for over a year, and it wasn't until we started getting home guards here for weekend courses that I got this confounded stammer. If you ask me, sir, you could do with a spot of leave. The the, the trouble is that they're so mad keen. I mean, they charge about all over the firing range. (laughs) One of these days, they're going to blow themselves sky high. Oh, that must be them now, sir. Right, we're here. Disembark, man. Come along. Quick as you can. At the double. This lot sound even more keen than the others, sir. Oh, Lord. Oh, all right, Sergeant Major. Go and bring them in. Right, sir. In here, gentlemen, please. Thank you. Ah, I'm Captain Mannering. First platoon Warmington on Sea Home Guard reporting for duty, sir. Uh, How do you do? I'm a Captain Reed. (laughs) This is Sergeant Wilson and Lance Corporal Jones. Hello. How are you? Afternoon, sir. Uh, how do you do? I must say, sir, we're all rather keen to get cracking. We haven't done any practice with live grenades before. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, haven't you? I can't wait to get my hands on one. Neither can I, sir. No, sir. When I was in France in 1914, I used to lob them bombs over the top one after another. I used to do a lot of that sort of thing, sir. A lot of lobbing, you know, sir. The mad bomber they called me, sir. <laughs> of course, I'm not really mad. I'm as sane as you are. <laughs> oh, oh, really, yes. I mean, make yourselves comfortable. Come along, Sir Major. All right, sir. He's a bit historical, isn't he, sir? <laughs> right, come on, Wilson. Let's go and get our bedding. Uh, young Pike's bringing mine in, sir. Bringing it in? Yeah, yes. We can't have people waiting on us in this platoon, Wilson. We're a democratic unit. We all eat together, we all sleep together, and we all fight together. Rank shouldn't come into it. Here's your bedding, Uncle Arthur. In future, Pike, you will not wait on Sergeant Wilson. We're all equal here. Shall I take it out again, Uncle Arthur? Frank, don't be absurd. Oh, Mum says you're not to tread all over the sheets. She doesn't want any dirty footmarks all over them. 
Right, man. Get your bedding laid out. On class, huh? What is it, Frank? Have you seen Mr. Snuggly? Mr. Who? Mr. Snuggly, my teddy bear. No, Frank, I haven't. Mum told me she'd packed him. Yes, well, I, I'm sorry, but I, I haven't seen him. Well, I must find him. I can't get to sleep without him, you know that. Oh, well, I haven't got him. Well, have a look. Go on, see if he's in your bed. Go on, have a look. Have a look, have a look. Go on, Frank. Frank, for heaven's sake. Let me see. Wait a minute. Really, this is ridiculous. Wait a minute. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Here he is. Put him back. Hmm? Don't let anybody see him. What? I thought you wanted him. I don't want anybody to see him. They might laugh at me. Wrap him in a towel and pass him over. <laughs> All right, well, very well, then. Wilson? Yes, sir? What have you got in that towel? Hmm? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Mr. Snuggly. <laughs> Mr. Who? My teddy, sir, my teddy. I <laughs> just can't go to sleep without him. Strawberry. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Arthur. Hey, what's that, sir? What are you doing, Jonesy? I'm putting up my mosquito net. There aren't any mosquitoes around here, you silly old fool. Well, I know that, but it goes with a sleeping bag. I've had this sleeping bag ever since I was in the Sudan, you know. As well as keeping out mosquitoes, this net used to keep out the snakes. <laughs> I can't believe that any respectable snake would want to get into bed with you, huh? <laughs> Evening, Corporal. Captain Mainwaring about. Yes, Captain Square. He's down the other end of the tent. Mr. Manring, Captain Square's here to see you. Oh, Lord, it's that terrible old bore again. Uh, I've forgotten that the Eastgate return uh, with us this weekend. Hello, Mainwaring. Everything all right? Yes, thank you. It's, uh, it's Manring, if you don't mind. I'm so sorry, old boy. Yes, all my chaps are settled in. <coughs> Where are you sleeping? Here, at the end of the row. You're not going to sleep with the men, are you? Well, yes. Well, you, you can't have that sort of thing, old boy. It's bad for discipline. Oh, you really think so? Well, definitely. <laughs> it's not on, old boy. It's just not on. I mean, we officers must stick together, you know. Well, I like to muck it with my chaps as a rule. Well, it's a mistake, old man. It's a definite mistake. Now, <clears throat> I mean, where would it all end, you say? You take a tip from me. Rig up separate quarters for you and your sergeant. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to get some food. I'll see you later. Grab up! Come and get it! Come on, boys! Let's go and get us Wilson, Wilson, just a minute. Uh, yes, sir. They're all gone. Yes. I'd rather like to get something to eat myself. Oh, that can wait. Hmm? This is important. I, um... <clears throat> I think you and I ought to sleep together tonight. <laughs> together? Yes. Away from the others. <laughs> Sorry, I don't quite follow you, sir. Well, I've been thinking it over, and I've come to the conclusion that it's bad for discipline for us to sleep with the ORs. ORs? The other ranks. Yes, but you said just a moment ago, we, we all eat together, we all sleep together, and we all fight together. Well, in future, we'll just eat and fight together. <laughs> now, come on, give me a hand. Now, if we fasten a rope from this centre pole to the wall of the tent, right. and drape blankets over it, we can make a sort of cubicle. Mm -hmm. Right, get some rope, will you, Wilson? Oh, that was a smashing tea, that, wasn't it? Oh, it wasn't about at all, son. Oh, the son are doing their best to make us feel comfortable. Yeah, that seed cake was lovely, uh -huh. wasn't it? Unfortunately, I can't eat caraway seeds. They 
Give me shock and indigestion. Why did he bring a slice back with you, then? Well, I'm, I'm going to eat it later, after I picked all the seeds out. <laughs> hello, hello. Put your contraption in the corner. Oh, oh. But Mr. Bannon's hung his blankets up to air. Yeah. Look at this notice pinned on it. This section is for officers and sergeants only. I wonder why Mr. Manring did that. It's obvious he's getting ideas above his station. <laughs> he really thinks he's an officer. But he is an officer, and after all, he's entitled to his privilege. Snobbish, rubbish. There's a civilian army, and he's only holding an emergency commission. Hey, Jonesy, come and look here. What's this? Officers and sergeants only. That's not like Mr. Manring. We're always mucking together. <sighs> well, men, all have a good tea. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> Well, I, uh, I think we're going to be very comfortable here. Now, I'm going to put some gramophone records on. Have any of you any particular requests? Uh-huh. How about, don't fence me in? <laughs> I don't think I've got that one, Fraser. I shall be in my cubicle if I'm needed. Yeah, Mr. Wilson. Hmm? Yes, Ernst. Why is Mr. Manning severing his connections with us? <laughs> well, he thinks uh, it's bad for discipline for us to sleep with the... Oh, Pardon? <laughs> Other ranks. Oh, I see. Oh. Wilson, come in here a minute. Here's coming, sir. Ah. Oh. <clears throat> Close the blanket behind you. That's better. Now, what's the matter with Fraser? Oh, nothing as far as I know, sir. Well, I find his matter distinctly offhand and rude. What's more, I think he's upset the others. Now, how do you mean, sir? When I came back from tea just now, I noticed there was a change in the atmosphere. Well, perhaps you've upset them. Don't be absurd. I've hardly said a word to them since we arrived. If anybody's upset them, it's Fraser. Who, um... I don't think he's a communist, do you? No, no, that makes you say that. I've just got a feeling in my bones that he's a Bolshevik. Yes, well, after all, they are at the moment fighting on our side, you know. Yes, well, we won't go into that now. Huh? <laughs> all I can say is, it's a pity. I've looked forward to this weekend bombing for ages. Now, Fraser goes and ruins him. I'm sure you're mistaken, sir. Well, I hope so. Well, by, by the way, sir, they, they, they've announced there's a free issue of two pints of beer each tonight in the canteen. Oh, excellent. Yes, they're limiting us to two pints because uh, Captain Reed, for some peculiar reason, I'm told, wants us to have a steady hand when we throw those grenades about in the morning. <laughs> it's rather strange, don't you think? Yes. Well, even with two pints, we can all have a nice convivial evening together before we turn in. Come on, then. Let's get over to the canteen. All right, sir. After you, sir. Thank you, Wilson. Hello, Mainwaring. <laughs> you coming down to the mess for a drink? It's Mannering. What mess? Officer's mess, of course. Thought we might have a trade of pig or two. Well, as a matter of fact, we were all on our way to the canteen. Now, look here. Listen to me very carefully. There's nothing wrong with the odd drink with the men now and again. But you don't want to overdo it. Well, we're only going to have a couple of pints together. Well, the other officer all down the mess. If you don't turn up, they might think you were a bit... odd. Really? <laughs> well, I wouldn't want them to think that. Well, of course you would I'll, ju I'll just have a word with my sergeant. Yeah, Wilson. Yes, sir? Look, uh, Wilson. It's a bit of a bore, but, um, I've got to go and have a drink of the officer's mess. Oh, I see. Look after the men. See, they have a good time. Oh, I said. Come on, Mainwaring. Coming. Well, chaps, have a good time tonight. Enjoy yourselves and, uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Yeah. So, he's too good even to drink with us now. Cut. The man's got delusions of grandeur. 
Here we are. This is the mess tent. In you go, Mainwaring. Thank you. Now, hello, chaps. <laughs> this is Mainwaring. Warmington on Sea Platoon. How do you do? Pritchard of Headquarters, Nashley Jones, Dimwich Platoon. Uh, how do you do? Uh, now, what are you going to have, gentlemen? What, what? Same again? Yes, please. Jolly good, jolly good. Orderly, eh? Three large whiskers. Very good, sir. And what are you going to have, Mainwaring? Oh, uh, um... Could I have a sweet sherry? A sweet sherry? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sir. All we've got is a few bottles of whiskey. And damn lucky to get that. <laughs> Make it four large whiskies, orderly. Right, sir. Well, a drop of whiskey won't hurt you, and it's damned hard to get these days. You want to drink it while you can, you know, Mainwaring. Oh, there I go again. Must call you Mannery. Uh, I knew a fellow out in India used to call himself Chumley. Spelt his name Cholmondley. <laughs> we, we always used to call him Chili Mushrooms. <laughs> Absolutely silly arse he was. Here you are, sir. Four large whiskies. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Well, this is the end. Hey. I said, this is the end. What are you talking about? I've still got old pint left. As soon as we get back, I'm resigning. You can't do that, Jock. Remember what Kitchener said. Your country needs you. Even when that time comes over there. But I am not serving under Mannering anymore. Yes. <laughs> old Bungie rode his polo pony <laughs> right through the mess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, give me your glass, Mainwaring. No, no more for me, thank you. Oh, nonsense. You must keep up. There you are. Cheers! Cheers. Yes, <laughs> that was the night. We made old Bungie a cardinal. A cardinal, eh? That takes me back a bit. Haven't seen anybody made a cardinal for donkey's years. Uh, how, uh, how could you make somebody a cardinal? Well, it's a little ceremony we used to perform in the mess years ago. What do you have to do? Well, 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 why? <laughs> you want to be made one? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I might. Well, we old souls are used to it, but I, I think you'd find a bit too much. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I want to be made a cardinal. All right. Well, <laughs> shall we make him a cardinal? Yes, why not? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, look, I'll just go through the procedure a few times so you can get the hang of it. <clears throat> now, uh, go like this, you uh, First of all, you say, here's to the health of Cardinal Puff for the first time. And you tap the table with the first finger of your right hand once, and the first finger of your left hand once, stamp once with your right foot, and once with your left foot. Bang your glass on the table once, like this, and take one drink. Then you say... Here's the health of Cardinal Puff Puff for the second time. Tap the table with the first and second fingers of the right hand twice. And the first and second fingers of your left hand twice. Stamp your right foot twice. Stamp your left foot twice. Bang your glass on the table twice. And take two drinks. Then you go on. Here's the health of Cardinal Puff 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 for the third and last time. Tap the table with the first, second and third fingers of your right hand thrice. First, second, third fingers, your left hand, thrice. Stamp your right foot, thrice. Left foot, thrice. Bang your glass on the table, thrice. And take three drinks. <laughs> now, have you got that? Not quite. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, I'll show you again, I'll show you again. Here's the health of Cardinal Puff for the first time. Tap the table with the first finger, your right hand.
So the commercial traveller said, <laughs> I'm sorry, madam, I only work from Monday to Friday. <laughs> well, I thought it was funny. I know some jokes. Hey, listen, Uncle Arthur. Mm? Listen, three tomatoes are running across the desert. Which one's the cowboy? I'm really no idea. None of them. They were all redskins. <laughs> Do you get it, Redskin? Red oh, yes, yes. Awfully good. Yeah, very good. I've got another one. Mm -hmm. Oh, dear, have you? <laughs> Why did the submarine black... <clears throat> mm. Well, did you give up? Mm -hmm. Go on, did you give up? Give up? Mm. Because it saw Queen Mary's bottom. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think Queen Mary would like that. on the table thrice and take three drinks. Now, is that your uh, mannering? Yes, I think so. Good, good. Now, <clears throat> let me fill your glass up. There we are. Now, don't forget, if you go wrong, you have to drain the whole glass of whiskey and start all over again. <laughs> right, off you go. <clears throat> Here's the health of Cardinal Puff the first time. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> you forgot to bang the glass on the table before you drank. <laughs> Start again. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Here's to the hell. No, 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 no. You must clean your glass first, old boy. Oh. <laughs> well, now, I'll just top you up. Now, there you are. You've got a nice full glass again. Now, off you go. Here's to the health of Cardinal Puff for the first time. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. Here's to the health of Cardinal Puff, Puff, for the second time. Wrong! <laughs> Why? <laughs> you only tapped the table with one finger. You should have used two. Start again. Oh. <laughs> hey, man, just listen to them. A crying disgrace, that's what it is. I, I really can't think what's come over Mr. Manring. He, he's never behaved like this before. When I was in the Sudan, he used to be right going down in the officer's mess. Mind you, you had to be careful. If you drank too much in that heat, it used to turn you into a gibbering idiot. <laughs> You must have drunk quite a bit then. You're right. You're right, sir. I should have said, Colonel... Colonel Puff Puff Puff. 
Not Carlton and Puff, 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 Puff. Now, start again. Let me fill your glass up. There you are. Right. Hmm. <laughs> Here's the health of the Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> What's that got to do with it? The same thing, it's all religious. <laughs> it's the wrong denomination. What's the wrong denomination? What's it? One's RC and the other's C of E. Well, here's to the health of the Archbishop of Canterbury, who's a friend of Cardinal Puff, 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 Puff. <laughs> and the, car the Cardinal's wife. Oh. Mrs. Puff, 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 Puff. <laughs> and all the little bloody Puff, Puff. <laughs> Sir Major. Good morning, Tim. I was just checking the tent, sir. Make sure nobody slept in. Oh. What was that? It's oh. coming from inside that tent, sir. Oh. Oh. Oh, good Lord. It's Captain Mannering. Oh, dear, dear. Oh, are you all right, Mannering? I mean, you, you look dreadful. Oh. Oh, Captain Regan. Oh. What time is it? It's ten o'clock. Good Lord. Where are my men? Well, they're all, all down on the b b b bombing range. I, I'm just on my way there to instruct them in grenade firing. I'll come with you. I don't want to miss the grenade firing. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I wish they wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, my head. Right. Now, pay attention. Today we are using the Home Guard's favorite weapon, namely the gr grenade cup discharger. This is fitted to the top of a reinforced 303 rifle. Take it steady, but don't fire until the sergeant major says so. Right. Stand by. Fire. Oh. Not bad at all. Thank you, sir. Good shot, Fraser. Next man, take up the firing position. I need two more to fire, sir. Oh, good. Uh, Captain Mannering, we shan't need any more grenades. Tell your men to load the rest of those boxes onto your van. Right, sir. Jones, please, up. Oh, yes, sir. Put the rest yes, of those boxes of grenades back oh, in the van. Right. Come on, then. Well, sir, I feel terrible. You don't look too good. No, 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 no. I mean, about last night. I'm afraid the men will never look up to me again. Well, they'll get over it in time, sir. Oh, no, they won't. Once an officer forfeits the respect of his men, he's done. Last man, take out firing, Mr. Jones. Jones. Is Captain Manry? We've nearly finished. You can get into the cab now, ready to drive the van away the moment I give you the signal. Very good, sir. And when we're ready to go, I'll bang on the back of the van. Right, sir. I'll go and start the engine. Are you ready, lad? Yes, Sergeant Major, I'm ready. All right, then. Fire! <laughs> Nothing's happened. I think it must have broken, sir. You've still got the safety catch on you, silly lad. Stay where you are, I'll do it. Well, he won't budge. Don't oh, wave that rifle above like that, lad, or you'll... Oh, look what I've done. He's going straight towards Jones's van. Right, Mr. Manring, got your signal? I'm off. Good Lord, sir. 
Jones is driving off with a live grenade in the van. But there, there are t- 200 g- grenades in that van. If that lot g- goes up, it's goodbye to your corporal. Stay where you are, all of you. I'm going after him. Yes, but sir, I, Don't I really... Don't try and to stop me. There's a man's life at stake. Jones, Jones! Oh, he'll never make it. No, he's done. He, he's done. He, look, he's jumped on the tailboard. Oh, uh... Hello, Mr. Manley. Where did you spring from? I didn't know you was hiding in the back there. Quick, stop the van. You just give me the signal to start. I wish you'd make up your mind. Jones, it's an order. Stop the van. There's a live grenade in the back. What? Don't panic! Don't panic! (laughs) There's a live grenade in the back! Don't panic! Jones! Jones! Get out of the van! Get out right, sir! (laughs) Jones, you idiot! I meant to stop the van before you jumped! Oh, dear. I do hope Captain Manning's all right. Uh, look, the van's out of control. No, no, no. No, no it's not. It's not. It stopped just in time. He'll never get, get out of there alive. Oh, look, he's jumping out of the van. He's running away from the van. Yeah, his courage has failed him at last. I knew it would. No, no, look. Look, he's got the grenade. He's going to throw it. Jump! Everybody, jump! He's thrown the grenade. What a brave fool! Good throwing, sir. Good throwing. You scored a bullseye. He saved my life, he did. He saved my life. A man of steel, our commander. <laughs> I always said so. He's blown the firing range to smithereens. Just look at them targets. They're a shambles. Oh, thank you, Captain Manring. You're my saviour, sir. Oh, come now, Jones. Oh. Just in the line of duty. Oh, well done, sir. Thank you, Wilson. Well, man... We'd better be getting back to Warmington. I'm afraid not, Mannering. I beg your pardon, sir? You can go, yes, but be back on that firing range and repair all the damage you've done. Carry on, Sergeant Mayday. Right, come on, you sloppy shy. Get fell in. Let's be having you. Silence in the ring. Right then. Return. Change. Change. Right. Change. By the right. Quick. March. That episode of Dad's Army, based on the original television series by Jimmy Perry and David Croft, you heard Arthur Lowe as Captain Mannering, John LaMajor Sergeant Wilson, Clive Dowden Corporal Jones, John Laurie Private Fraser, Arnold Ridley Private Godfrey, Ian Lavender Private Pike, Jeffrey Lumsden Captain Square, Jack Watson Captain Reed, Michael Brennan Sergeant Major, and Norman Ettinger as Pritchard. Fallen Idol was adapted for radio by Michael Knowles and Harold Snowd and produced by John Dials. You are listening to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. That was an episode of Dad's Army entitled Fallen Idol. Now, here is an episode of The Navy Light. This one is entitled The Charter Trip. Ladies and gentlemen, we present The Navy Light with our three stars Dennis Price, John Pertwee and Leslie Phillips. For many months now, our island draft have been landing smartly in the muck. 
It's usually their own fault, but this time it was a meeting of geographical enthusiasts a hundred miles away that jumped them in it again. Gentlemen of the South Williston Globe Sofa's Geographical Society, shut up! And now then, Professor Limminge, you propose we should go to the Antarctic this year. Yes, exactly. Oh, I do, yes, isn't that? I'd love to, just the two of us. I'm, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, yes, absolutely, yes. May we take it that you second the proposal, Miss Edwick? Oh, I do, yes, certainly. Oh, I do, rather. All right, all right. <laughs> and that's the last we shall be hearing of it. Now, what do you mean? Year after year, we've been having these meetings. And so far, we have been going only to Africa, India, Tibet, Siam, oh, oh, and the friendly islands. Oh, they were my idea. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And to where have we been going? One stark forbidding feat of human endurancement culminating in planting the society's flag on Hounslow Heath. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't be like that, Tommy. I rather like Hounslow. In fact, a girl wouldn't mind setting down there. Without wishing to be unkind, Miss Edwick, you'd settle down in a stagnant swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Crump, there is no need to be caught. Pardon, I'm sure. However, I have pleasure in telling the meeting that this year we shall definitely be able to see something more of the world than Hounslow. <laughs> and where are we going? Dalich? No. <laughs> the Antarctic, you said, and the Antarctic it'll be. <clears throat> Crump have got contacts. <laughs> oh, the Antarctic. Months and months of dark. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Crump? What context? And Admiral, that's what. I told him about our society, and he's promised to assist us. We're going to the Antarctic by courtesy of the Royal Navy. Sailors, dozens of them. <laughs> oh, blimey, she's off. Now then, I'll fix things with me, Admiral, and let you know when we sail. Meeting closed. <laughs> Commander Povey, Portsmouth. Portsmouth, eh? Let's see, didn't we send a craft down there a few yards back? Oh, yes, I remember. Victory. <laughs> Get there all right? I believe so. Ah, good show, and I suppose we'll get a receipt sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Paperwork's got into a right pig's breakfast here. I'm not in the least surprised. Uh, Commander Bracewell, I've just had the Admiral on the phone, and he wants to know if we have any craft available for Antarctic duty. <laughs> now then. Uh -huh. Ah, this will do. Got one for you, baby. HMS Ganges. Ganges? <laughs> yes. They're well overdue for a foreign commission. If Ganges goes to sea, it should make history. She happens to be a shore-based training establishment. <laughs> Jumping flower pots, what a clangor. <laughs> Down to the sea in huts, eh? <laughs> well, we shall just have to look again, can't we? Do. I don't care what ship it is, so long as it's not... Outbreach! There, the chap. Oh, no, please, not them. I've got to go with them. Eh, well, all experience, I suppose. What? What? <laughs> experience? 
It'll be a nightmare. A flaming nightmare. An Antarctic night for six months long. Don't close. Who is it? It's me, Heather. Heather? Oh, all right, just a minute. Someone, you grab them, don't you? It's like getting hold of a carriage door on a train that didn't stop. <laughs> Manage, I'm sure. Well, you see, I wanted to get you in in an hurry because I'm not madly keen on anyone else knowing that I'm here. But a bit. The only thing I've got plenty of is discrepancy. <laughs> it's this uh, anti-meartical trick that's done it. Oh, how? Well, what well, you see, it's like this. About three days ago, somebody at main stores sent us a load of fur coats. He said, well, I mean, I thought it must be a mistake, and so I did the only thing possible with them. Send them back? Not exactly. Funny, that never occurred to me. <laughs> now, I thought, of, I thought of, you know, well, I thought of the uh, disposed of them, you know. Well, there is one way out. There's a shop in the village having a sale of fur coats this week. I know. I... That's what I thought of disposed of them. <laughs> well, then you'll have to sort of buy them back, won't you? Buy them back? Well, you're joking, of course. Forgive me for mentioning this, Chief, but Lieutenant Commander Stanton says, will you make sure to have a saw and pickaxe on board? Saw and pickaxe? Yes. I gather he's hoping to go fishing through the ice like an Eskimo. (laughs) Tell me, what's he hope to catch? Frozen cod? Well, I don't know what he's hoping for, but he'll probably catch his death if you don't get those fur coats back. Yeah, wait a minute, I've got it. Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll hire them. Hire them? But you'll be away for weeks. Well, as long as the hire of those coats works out at less than a tenner each, but we still make the profit. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right off you go, Heather. John's just got to do a deal with it about a bit sharpish before our hiding orders come through. down. Uh, just a soup song. Let's stand down. Just a soup song, Chief. Didn't know you spoke French, Chief? Oh, I don't, sir, but I know a soup song when I see one. Uh, how? Uh, from the nappy, sir. They had bottles with some stuff called soup song sauce on the table. French recipe, I suppose. Yes, but how did he know a soup song means just a little? Well, it was simple, sir. Add too big a dollop of that sauce and it blows your head off. <laughs> oh, yes, I know the stuff. We had some in the wardroom and the padre reckoned it had melted his tonsils. <laughs> oh, there you are, number one, old fruit. Oh, good there. morning, Lieutenant Commander Stanton. Hey. Enjoying trip? No, I'm not, but it's nice of you to ask. I'm, uh, I'm worried. I suppose you've lost your bait, son. Oh, no, no, no. I know where that is. <laughs> I've eaten it. Oh, well, that's all right then, sir. As a rule, you never know what... Eating it, huh? Yes, yes. Had the lot for breakfast by mistake, okay? <laughs> I'll have to fish with cornflakes now. 
Uh, didn't you notice the taste, sir? No, hardly, old sport. No, no, I, I put too much of that soup sans sauce on him, you know. <laughs> Ooh, wicked tack, that. One mouthful and your hat glows. <laughs> Excuse me for interrupting, sir, but, but if you ate your bacon mistake for cornflakes, well, why did you put this soup sans sauce on them? Oh, yeah, well, that was another clanger. I thought it was milk. <laughs> Your, your breakfast seems to have been quite a surprise. I wonder you didn't eat the cork mat as well. Mat. Yeah, Mr. Phillips, uh, tell me something. I don't mind, sir. We didn't have toast for breakfast. <laughs> you may not have done, but I did. <laughs> well, sir, would you uh, take over the breach for a while? It's about time Mr. Phillips and I went down to the wardroom to see how our visitors settling down. Oh, yes, that, that expedition mob from Willesden, you mean. Yeah. Funny lot, you know. They don't seem to fish at all. Quite, sir. Yeah. They don't seem to eat cork mats, either. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think I buttered one for them this morning. I was... <laughs> uh, permission to carry on, sir? Carry on, number one. Thank you, sir. Well, that just leaves the two of us, Chief, huh? Yes, sir. It says, uh, not often that we see you on the breach, sir. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not often I come up here, really. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I, I've always wanted to have a go at steering this lot, you know. Have you? Yes. Oh, well, now it's your choice. Yes. Uh, left hand down a bit, old brute. Not me another of them. Left hand down a bit, old brute it is, sir. <laughs> I don't suppose it's the done thing, but does anybody mind if I take my jacket off? It's getting mighty warm. By all means, Mr. Crump, I'll hang it up for you. <laughs> Maybe you could take mine as well. He's been getting hotter every day, didn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now you come to mention it, so it has. Mr. Phillips. And... Um, Ice drinks, anyone? <laughs> Mr. Phillips. Uh, who's for a nice lolly? Hmm? We've got them in all flavors. Mr. Phillips. Yes, sir. What do you want? A raspberry? Hmm? <laughs> I, I mean, um, we have already crossed the equator once. If we're nearing Antarctica, why is it getting hotter every day? Well, it's bound to, sir. I mean, the land of the midnight sun and all that. <laughs> oh. Oh, lummy. Wardroom, number one here. Oh, look at here, sir. Land, so it's sir. Land? Oh, thank you, Johnson. Now, come up. Land, eh? Oh, bully for Leslie. How's that for navigation, eh? <laughs> Antarctica at last. Would you mind opening that porthole, Professor Limit? Uh, you can laugh, but you can't beat the old left hand down a bit, you know? <laughs> Get you there every time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mr. Phillips? How odd. I didn't know Eskimos wore grass skirts. <laughs> they don't. They don't have palm trees, I don't. Now, oh, what, what the places is going on? We're supposed to be nearing the Antarctic and we're surrounded by a load of spear-waving idiots in line clubs. Yes, they'll all get pneumonia. <laughs> Honestly, 40 below and only wearing those little things. 
Well, it's asking for it. Well, I agree. Somebody here is asking for it, all right. You know, sir, I've just been looking at the map in my diary. And that is probably the only chart aboard. It's got the lot, sir. Postal rates, bank holidays, phases of the moon, lighting up times and doggy's license number. <laughs> you know, the time in Tokyo... The map, you idiot. Where are we? Ah, well, it's just a thought, sir. But we, we've been sailing for the Antarctic for some time now. Oh, we have, haven't we? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yes, we have. Pretty far off. Mm, yes, we are, yes. A uh, fair way. Oh, yes. In fact, I was wondering if we could settle for somewhere we could get to a lot easier. Where? Well, the Arctic. <laughs> you see, that's in my diary, you see. I, I mean, the North Pole or the South Pole. If you've seen one, you've seen you them all. Raving <laughs> lunatic, do you mean we've been sailing in completely the wrong direction all this time? Not necessarily, sir. I mean, the world may have started revolving the wrong way, which would account for the... Uh, <laughs> uh, if, uh, if I may interrupt, I'd like to say that as far as the South Williston Globetrotter's Geographical Society is concerned, uh, the Arctic will do. Oh, yes, yes, rather. Oh, yes, certainly. Anywhere you like, absolutely yes, rather. I see, uh... All right, then. The Arctic it is, Mr. Phillips. Aye, aye, sir. I'll just work out the course with my diary. Please do. And um, when you make your calculations... Yes, sir? Try not to add in Doggy's license number. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do a thing like that, sir. <laughs> When you're off the coast of Greenland, I believe it often is, sir. <laughs> I presume you've uh, come to your fur coat, if you... Uh, yes, please. Uh, good. Uh, you'll, you'll take good care of it, won't you, sir? I mean, that cost me ten bob a week. I mean, I mean, no. I mean you, what, I, that, what I mean is that I've time. I've, I've time for them. Oh, of course. Of course. Any choice left? Uh, no, sir. No, no, I'm afraid you, you're the last one to be issued. Oh, lummy, I know what I'm going to get. A Bud Flanagan cast-off. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it seemed better day, sir. Oh, Mr. Mitty, yeah, it seemed better day, but it, it's very warm, sir. Very warm. Where it's not balls, that is. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, Johnson. Hello. Uh, forward, please. Uh, a fur coat for the gent. <laughs> There's only one left. Then bring it to Nick. <laughs> Here you are. Right, thanks very much. Now, if you'll, if you'll just uh, put all that on, right. please. Here we are. Here we are. Fine. Now then, how's that? Lovely. How's that? Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's a good thing. I, 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 I can't feel a thing. It's a lovely fit. That's what it is, sir. It's a lovely fit. It must have been made for you, sir. Made for you. And I know it mind. I, I'm swamped. Let, let me out. Let me out. Undo the collar, sir. Let your head out. <laughs> I don't think he can, Chief. I? No, the sleeves are about a foot longer than his arm. <laughs> what? I can't breathe. Well, it can't breathe. Hang on. Hang on a minute. There you go. Lovely fit, he says. Only about 18 sizes too big. <laughs> Lovely fit. I, I, I can only see you through a buttonhole. <laughs> Well, I told you, you, you should never have done the collar up, sir, and then you, then you could have had your head outside. Oh, I see. How silly of me. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Chief, uh, 
See, when, when you do the collar up, my head is still supposed to be on top, not inside. <laughs> Haven't you got anything else? No, I'm sorry, sir. No, that's the last one. Tiny, please. Oh, all right. Um, pull my sleeve up, will you? Hey, oh, hey, Oh, yeah. Right, if, if you're the Aussie, on the dotted line, if you please. Oh, yeah. Thank you very mm -hmm. much, Lisa. Thank you. Hey, just a minute, just a minute. There's another, another coat there, isn't it? Oh, beautiful fur, a beauty. Yes, sapphire mink, isn't it? Uh, no, 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 just rabbit. Well, probably. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, besides, it, it, it's not your size. It? Well, whose is it? Uh, mine. <laughs> Yours? Yes, sir. Then it is mink. I want to swap. No, 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 you don't. No, no, no. And it would be a... <laughs> no, besides, you can't. Oh, I see. Oh, well, that's life, isn't it? Yeah. It's when Pertwee's around. Spell <laughs> I'll see you on the bridge then, Chief. Yeah. It, uh, on the bridge, Chief. Yeah, well, as long as you don't do that collar up, sir, you probably will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Where is it? With what? Abel Seaman Johnson's fur coat. You? Yeah, I'm freezing. Johnson, look, I've explained to you what had happened to your fur coat before we sailed. No, you didn't. You just said that when you did the deal with Ichabod and I had all them fur coats back again at Tim Bubble Week, you were in the clear, except that there was going to be one short because he'd already sold one to Mrs. Ichabod, so someone... <laughs> You're rotten, you are! <laughs> That's what you are, rotten! Enough, that's out. Oh, get me, there's a go. Now you won't. It'll never get through all that blubber. <laughs> oh, yes, it will. <laughs> there you are. Me tubes will go next. <laughs> See? <laughs> all right, I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what I'll do. Look, I'll let you have a bottle of Papa Pertwee's patent cold medicine. Oh, cha. For five bucks. How much is it usually? Fulton. All right. <laughs> Absolutely sticky, rotten, rotten. Yankee! <laughs> Yankee! What's about the Yankee? <laughs> Two more each and tear it off the front. <laughs> oh, you want an Yankee? Cubs <laughs> and sneezes spread diseases and I want to spread them. <laughs> Bless me. Nah. Now... Now it's been rotten. Abel Seaman Johnson is. <laughs> there goes another couple of thousand germs. Seize <laughs> him, lad. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll see you later, Sneezy. <laughs> I'm going up on the bridge. Good. I hope your boots freeze to the deck. <laughs> oh, blimey, yes. Thanks for reminding me. What? Give us an end on with Miss Seth Army. <laughs> Mr. Phillips, as there is nothing near us for miles except ice, sounding the siren seems to be a trifle pointless. I, I didn't mean to, sir. I can't see. <laughs> You lose your balance and cop hold of the siren. Oh, so I've you, but when it's open, the wind catches me and the ball patches. 
Yes, uh, yes. Um, oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. This horse is getting... The horse is getting horribly sick. We're not built for horse breaking, you know. I mean, how much further are we going through it? Well, I don't know. I should think... Um... About here would do nicely. Yeah. Well, it'll freeze him well after, sir. We're stuck. Oh, so we are. <laughs> oh, well, we'll just have to back out again, won't we? Uh, sticker in reverse, Chief. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't advise it, sir. I wouldn't advise that at all. No? Just have a butcher beyond you. Oh, four. We'll just reverse through the ice the way we've broken it on the way... Oh. <laughs> oh, um... Yes, now who filled it all in again? <laughs> hey? Now, come on, come on. Own up. Come on, chap. Own up. Come on, you chap. Must have been the fairies, Miss Phillips. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. You've got us completely iced up. We shall be here for months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. Come on, Toby. Excuse me. Uh, but, uh, pardon me. You, you, you were exaggerating. Cool. What is exaggerating? I, I mean, about being happy for months, I mean. Certainly not. This is only the beginning of winter here. Oh, blimey. Pick a mod. <laughs> I'll be ruined. I'll be ruined. I'll be ruined. I'll be ruined. Over an hundred fur coats and timber a week each for six months. See how much you get. You do it. Put them on the You've got to get me out of here. You've got to get us out of here. You've got to get I'll be skeet. I'll be stop staring skeet. Chief, if you could forget whatever little domestic difficulty it is you're mulling over just for a bit, we'd better assist our visitors to set up their base camp on the ice. Oh, right, that's very good. I'll just give the stores a buzz and tell Johnson to get their stores over the side. Hello, stores here. Hey? Is that you, Johnson? No, it's Ginger. Johnson's gone. Gone? What do you mean, gone? Well, as soon as we got stuck, he went to shore. Went to shore? <laughs> what, on the ice? Yeah. He's taken a gun with him. He left you a message. How kind. What was it? He says, you're rotten, and he's gone to get his own fur coat, so go. <laughs> oh, I don't know. The stupid great fat Nick. With his weight, if he finds a bit of ice less than six foot thick, he'll go through it. B.S. Message <laughs> Thanks very much. Just wait till I get my hands on him. I'll have his gut for God. <laughs> Reminds me, sir, I've just been looking at it. Today's the day that expedition lot said they returned to the ship. Oh, we know that, you fool. What do you think we've been looking for? <laughs> yes, sir. Look, look. look. They, they come, sir. Well, they are. I wonder how they've got on. Ah, are they all there? Ah, I think that foreign one's a bit nuts. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I'll have a look. You want to go? I'll, I'll just count them, sir. One, two, three. It is. Oh, tell me that they, they've got something in the cage on the last sledge. Uh, quick, Chief, get a rum ration up for them. We'll go across the ice. By George, that went down well. <laughs> oh, yes, very warming, I'm sure. Thanks to you, we have planted the fleck of the South Wilson Globe Trotters Geographical Society. 
where no man has set foot before. And we've captured a pet to take back with us. Pet, sir? Aye, it's in the cage on the last sledge. It's a polar bear, a great fat one, and I think it talks. <laughs> put it on, that lot captured me and bung me in this rattle. Yeah. Ah, come on, come on, get out of it, come oh, on. Am I going walkies? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not, you're going for a right burton in a minute. Come on, all of you, we may as well get back on board, Trotridge. Chief! Uh, come in, sir. Uh, sir, uh, Johnson's back, sir. Uh... <laughs> Belt up. Take that head off, Bruin. Oh, hello, Johnson. Where have you... What was that? Oh, oh, it's nothing, sir. It's just, just the ice beginning. Blimey, it, it's the saucer. Oh, it can't be. It's too quick. Well, perhaps it's a, a flying saucer. <laughs> Very laughable, Chief. It's breaking up, all right. We, we'd better get back to... Oh, no! No, look over there! Uh, what's that? Trotbridge! You idiot, she's moving! She's adrift! But she can't be. I, I didn't lower the anchor because she was stuck on the ice. No? Well, well, just because the ice is melting, I don't see why she should... Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, no, oh, lummy, lummy. Might I make a suggestion, sir? Certainly. What is it? One for it! Righto, last one aboard the custard. No! No, not you, Johnson. You're too heavy. Johnson, stop! Sassy! You abominable elephant! Stop it! Everybody in! working their passage in the Navy Lark, written by Laurie Wyman. Leslie Phillips was the sub-lieutenant, Stephen Murray was the number one, John Pertwee was the chief petty officer, Commander Povey was played by Richard Caldicott, Abel Seaman Johnson was Ronnie Barker, Professor Liminge was Tenniel Evans, 
Mrs. Edgewick was Heather Chasen, and Mr. Crump was Michael Bates. The recorded production was by Alistair Scott Johnson. You have been listening to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. That's all for this week, folks, so until I speak to you again next week, this is Graham Stevens saying, keep smiling. We've got some off-dries, cracked ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie LPs, pool games, gold chains, wuss names, and Edda Bush, and Trevor Francis track suits from a mush and shepherd's bush. Bush, 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 bush. No income tax, no VAT, no money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor, we'll cut prices at a straw. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.